The Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association presents Top of the Stretch, a podcast that looks at harness racing in the Buckeye State. With us today on Top of the Stretch, Jessica Rogner from, well, originally from Michigan, but now a resident of Streetsboro, Ohio. Hi, Roger. How are you? Oh, I'm doing fine, Jessica. You didn't let me tell all about you, though. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> let me let me tell the folks all about you. Number one, all right. of all trainers in North America, you finished 34th in wins last year. In the Buckeye State, for women trainers, you were number two. Uh, Jessica Milner was uh, uh, third. You were second, and Christy Noble down in Xenia was the winningest trainer. So you're one of the top trainers, not just in Ohio, but nationally for women. She has won 659 races in her racing career, and horses that she's trained has earned $4,237,943. With us today on... Top of the stretch, Jessica Rugner. Now you can say it. Hi again, Roger. Thanks for the invite. (laughs) It's a pleasure to be with you. Jessica, those early days in racing, I guess your mother was the first to get involved up in Michigan. And uh, what was her first recollection of racehorses? Oh, boy. Um, She actually got her first horse from B. Farber. Um, right out of high school, um, and she was hooked. Uh, she worked for Joe Conan, um, who did very well with Colt State Horses in Michigan um, when I was just a kid, and went out on her own, um, had some pretty decent horses, um, did a lot of racing in Michigan, Toronto. Um, she had some... Good colt stick horses, good raceway horses, good owners, and now she's just breeding. You have some horses, uh, I guess, uh, with her at that farm in Michigan. Yes, yes, absolutely. Uh, when I was 13, I sold a racehorse and bought my first horse, Priority Mike, um, and kept buying horses from there on, and as soon as I graduated that was it Uh, I was hooked too Um, I always just had cheap horses that just made a little bit of money Uh, but I but I sure sure helped her out a lot you started training in 2004 you had three starts and your horses won 472 dollars but the very (laughs) next year 2005 you won 47 races and 197 starts, and those horses won $115,000, and you were on your way as a trainer in harness racing. you remember the early days? Oh, yeah, I remember the early days. It was a lot less of a rat race, that's for sure. Um, you know, winning wasn't everything. Making the most money wasn't everything. I uh, didn't have so many bills to pay. <laughs> Um, not like now, a lot more responsibility. Um, back then it was a lot less thinking about the future and more waking up every morning and just excited to be able to race horses. And well, now we got to pay, pay, pay a lot more bills and, and 
decide what we're going to do, you know, with our future, save money. <laughs> now, how, how did you meet your husband, Don Sherman? Racing, racing horses. Actually, our our first real encounter was at the Little Brown Jug. Well, that's... I know you know a little bit about that, don't you? Little Brown Jug. Yeah, you know a little bit about the Little Brown Jug. Yeah, yeah. What year was that, uh, <laughs> Uh, 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 2002. 2002. You know, uh, looking looking over that career, 2018 was a barn burner for you. 125 wins, 634 starts. Your horses won $1,160,000. Did you increase the size of your stable that year? Uh, yes, we did. Um, our first year in Ohio at Northfield was 2017. Um, we had a pretty good year. Um, we came back from Saratoga to Ohio with just our own horses. Um, no owner's horses, just our mom's and ours. Um, and it slowly took off. Um, and Paul O'Neill was a big part of that with sending us Godiva Sealster and Sass, uh, he ended up buying another horse with us um, by the name of Sass, and it was it was a big year. I had a lot of horses, raced a lot of races, had a really really excellent year. 2018 and 2019, uh, both years, you won in excess of a million dollars, and then we get hit with COVID in 2020, and you went from a million one down to 678 thousand last year. Uh, but it was still your third best year in all of harness racing. But how did COVID affect your operation? Um, You know, during the COVID break, as I like to call it, um, we went from about 25 to 27 horses um, down to less than 20, um, which was really nice. Uh, We were able to have a lot more time to ourselves, taking that two months off and our biggest thing was is when we came back racing, we didn't want to up the stable by a bunch, not back to 27, you know, horses. It's just it's just so much work. So we did stay down a lot. Um, it was tough. It was tough not knowing, um, you know, the burning through our money that we had saved, you know, while we're waiting to hear, hear when we get back racing. But we have stayed down, and I think that that's part of the, you know, making less money this year. Um, but I don't mind it. Uh, I feel like we saved the same amount of money. We just just have a little more time to ourselves, not much, but a little more time to ourselves. <laughs> How many horses you have this year in training? Um, right now we only have 19. Um, we can we have 21 stalls at the end of our barn. I We've kind of tried to make a goal of staying under 21. So that's where we're at right now is with 19. Uh, and you are stabled at Northfield? Uh, no, we're actually stabled at Sabra, right outside of Northfield, oh, right Sabra. in Tracesboro. Yep, yep, Sabra, yep. I was there. We're, we're, big, we're big turnout people. That's something that I learned mm-hmm. from my mom. She had a lot of turning out, so. So you have paddocks at Sabra Farms? Yes, we do, absolutely. Yeah. What What would you, you speak about turnouts? Uh do you try to turn them out every day, or is it based on what they their training schedule, or 
How do you handle those uh, turnouts? We actually, we get to the barn, feed horses, do water buckets, and turn out three-quarters of the horses, get through their stalls, start jogging them once, and turn out the next group of horses. Um, this time of the year, maybe they might stay in one or two days, um, but they go outside. Like, we are pretty religious on turning them out. Um, muddy paddocks, you know, they just get turned out, at least even if it's for 45 minutes, a half an hour. Horses are just like people, aren't they? They are. They are and it's amazing how their schedule, you screw up their schedule and they're mad at you. <laughs> just like people. <laughs> Have you got into a, uh, in the young horses, uh, two-year-olds? Um, we have a couple. That's that's kind of my mom's thing right now. She loves breeding the mares. Um, we have four in total, um, and we have two two-year-olds at the farm right now. Um, I just, I don't know. I love racehorses, love claimers, but we're we're definitely dipping our toes into the two-year-olds. So we're going with two right now, and she still has one back at home. I think in talking to a lot of people, when they do get involved with the two-year-olds, and if they have some success with a homebred, that is the greatest feeling in the world. And that's it. She's been breeding mares for quite a few years. We've bred mares on and off. And, I mean, we've had okay success. Our probably best one so far is Heidi's Heart. Um, and she's just a five-year-old trotting mare. Um, I mean, she took a mark of 54 and 4, which is no feat for a trotting mare. But uh, just, yeah, it's definitely a goal. But she loves doing it. We don't dislike it. But, you know, it's, it's definitely something newer to us. I'll tell you, if you get a stakes winner with a homebred, <laughs> You'll be bitten, but uh, more two year olds. I'll, ch- I'll change my tune, huh? I'll be like, I hey, remember that interview. Mm, I feel differently now. <laughs> <laughs> now, what about a driver? How do you select a driver for uh, driving your horses? Um, we kind of this year really landed on Kurt. Um, we we've definitely had a lot of success with a ton of different drivers. We've had a lot of drivers do it very well. Um, this year has been Kurt, um, and he has really been excellent. Um, great communication, great communication on whether he's going to be there, not be there, whether he's going to take our horse and not take our horse. Um, and he's always trying to do his best, um, which has been fantastic. You know, it, it, it's, it's something that seems so simple, but making driver changes is a pain and he always lets me know like a lot of nights I don't even have to call even when I think he's going to choose off you know he'll let me know hey I'm not choosing off that horse so I don't even have to call the judges um and and right now he's our main guy and he's been doing a fantastic job. I think we should mention when you refer to Kurt you're referring to Kurt Sugg right? Kurt Sugg yes sorry correct absolutely yep. Now, he has a stable of horses on his own. There's got to be times when you have to go elsewhere, isn't there? There, there are. Yep. Nope, for sure. There, there's definitely, especially, you know, with our trotters, we got, he's got quite a few trotters. We got quite a few trotters. Um, we just figure it out. Look, see who's available. Um, we've definitely been having a lot of Grismore and um, Keith Cash, Cash Jr. lately, which has been working out fantastic. You know, women in the sport have had 
very little problems as far as a trainer, it appears. They have a problem as far as driving, uh, uh, maybe being looked down upon. But uh, women trainers, actually, I've always felt kind of get along better with their horses than the men do. Uh, I mean, you know, I guess one thing about it, uh, we definitely love, love horses. You know, I've never been around a girl, even one that doesn't know anything about horses, that isn't in awe of them. So that's that's for sure. And like you say, there's definitely a lot of women uh, that have pretty powerhouse stables right now. How many do you have to have some caretakers work with you? Yep, yep. We have we have we have three um, full time people right now, which is great because usually we have a hard time finding help. And um, when we have one girl that comes in four days a week, which is nice. Um, we've tried to get a little more help this year than we usually have. Um, just to try to be able to slow down a little bit, you know, that's, it's a lot of work. So they've been doing a great job, help us out a lot. When you speak about slow down, does that mean a little vacation time every once in a while? (laughs) We do try to take a vacation at least a couple times a year. Um, Usually we do, because we are children at heart, we usually go to Orlando and do Universal and Disney. Um, we try to do, you know, four days there. I um, mean, we usually try to fit a Vegas trip in too, um, which is nice, you know, to get away, just to get away for a few days. You have a bucket list in harness racing, something you'd like to win in your career? I mean, we always talked about it, but I just, well, I guess with the homebred young horses, maybe one day, but, you know, we've always been little brown jug people at heart. So, you know, just to maybe have one in there, I don't even necessarily not get crazy with the goal, but have one in the little brown jug. You are not a rare individual in that because I think (laughs) the vast majority of Buckeyes, they live for the day that they'll have a little in the little brown jug. <laughs> yep, nope, and I and I definitely feel like COVID, you know, hurt a lot of people this year because we couldn't go to the jug. You know, it's it, it's something we've done every single year since 2002. We have been there, even if it was just for a day. So you know, it was it was definitely different this year, and and like I said, that was kind of our goal. So we'll have to stake one of these pacers up to it, and you know, I don't know, hopefully good enough to not be completely embarrassed and enter in it. Well, Jessica, to my knowledge, I've never met you, but make me a promise that if we have fans this year at the jug, that you'll look me up. I will. I absolutely will. Thank you for listening to Top of the Stretch. Top of the Stretch podcasts are a presentation of the Ohio Harness Horsemen's Association. 